JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher. Good morning. Morning, Mike. Has the misery dissipated? <laughs> well, I don't know. Just before I talk about the misery, do you think Boris Johnson's just been drunk ever since he ever since he? I, I think that Boris has um, got the weight of the world off his shoulders <laughs> and is enjoying himself. Right, the misery index in New Zealand. The ANZ Business Outlook um, was released yesterday. Look, pleasingly, uh, we got a small bounce in headline business confidence. Uh, that level lifting, he says, with tongue in cheek, to minus fifty-six point seven. So it's up <laughs> six points. There's somewhat of a Clayton's bounce, really. In our, but but Mike, in our glass half full world, at least it stopped getting worse. Um, uh, expected own activity, which is a benefit to growth, uh, growth in GDP outcomes, minus 8.7, didn't really move. Uh, activity indicators, little changed. Uh, one feature that does bear specific comment, though, was the response to the questions or the response in the survey to the outlook for residential construction. And we have what can only be described as a spectacular crash in sentiment here. In June, the response was minus 57.9. I mean, that was pretty horrible. In July, it's coming at minus 73.7. And if you're to put any credence into these signals, residential construction isn't going to just slow. It has the potential to come to a dramatic grinding halt. Uh, but we're still we're seeing a reaction in individual home uh, dwelling consents, not so much multi-unit consents. But I think there's a real possibility that many plan bills, we keep exactly. talking about the yeah. pipeline, yeah. Yeah, they just don't go ahead. You know, uh, prices, house prices aren't rising anymore, but the cost of construction is so elevated, pe people simply won't build. I mean, it's logical, you just don't build. Um, and remember that buoyant construction sector filled a lot of the economic holes left by tourism and, and lack of international students, so we lose that economic tailwind. Um, inflation pressures are still very evident there. Are they peaking? My gut instinct says yes, but that's not very scientific. Um, profit expectations are still low. Uh, they did improve slightly, but pricing intentions, inflation expectations, cost expectations all remain at uh, very high levels. Uh, my take from this is that some of the supply chain issues might, 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 may start easing, demand may start falling, but it still looks like the labour market is going to be problematic. It's the biggest problem mentioned by business. I don't think this changes the landscape for the RBNZ. No. We've still got pressure on the cash rate for the short term. Speaking of central banks, what about the Fed yesterday? Yeah, look, I want to talk about the post-FOMC um, rally yesterday. So we, we gave the breaking news, Mike, at 6.15, that, that at 6 a.m. the Fed had raised the Fed funds rate by 75 basis points, now in a range, two and a quarter to two and a half. Uh, share markets were already going up, uh, going into the announcement. Then Jerome Powell steps up to the plate, gives a press conference at 6.30. And subsequently, what, what, what share markets really hung their hat on was a comment that he made that at some stage it will be appropriate to slow the pace of monetary policy and tightening. Now, by the way, that 75-point basis hike was a unanimous decision by the committee, no dissenters. But when you look at the reaction of the share market yesterday, you've got a really good example, Mike, of the forward-looking nature of financial markets. Financial markets look at what is going to happen or what consensus thinks is going to happen. So there were no real specific statements about the magnitude of future rate rises. But look, I, I really want to stress one concept. We talk about the cash rate a lot because the, that's what the Reserve Banks look at and here in Australia and the US. But it's just one point of the interest rate curve. You know, you've got one-year rates, two-year rates, three-year rates. How that yield curve looks is a function of where people think the cash rate is going to be. And I've been probably been banging on about this for months, but the yield curve has already got cash rate increases built into it. And in New Zealand, we've been assuming that it would go to sort of 4%. So now, any hint 
that those assumed rises don't happen, that you don't need to go there and inflation will come down quicker than expected. You see parts of the interest rate curve come down, even though the cash rate could still go up other parts of the yield curve come down, and that affects sentiments in the share market. And that's what the U.S. share market anticipated yesterday. So you got a big rally. S&P 500 rallied 2.6%. The Nasdaq went further. It was up 4% in a single session. It's up again. And you've got this kind of crazy thing, Mike. You think there's going to be a recession. You say, oh, that's not good for share markets. But hang on a sec. It means interest rates might not have to go up. So that's the world we live in, Mike. Good on you. What are the numbers? Uh, well, as I said, it's all up. Uh, 355 points on the Dow Jones, 32,552. Uh, the S&P 500 up 46 points. That's another 1.1%, 4069. And the NASDAQ uh, up 96 points, 12,129. Uh, overnight, the FTSE lost three, 7345. Uh, the Nikkei gained 100 points, 27815 was the close there. Shanghai Composite up seven, three three two eight two. Uh, the ASX 200 uh, gained about 1% yesterday, closing at 6889. The NZX was on fire, up 1.73%, 193 points, 11,328. Uh, Kiwi dollar, 0.6274 against the US. Uh, against the Aussie, 0.9005, 0.6174 euro, 0.5169 pounds, uh, 84.37 yen. Gold, $1,752.54, and Brent crude, $106.78. Appreciate your energy, as always. Um, look forward to your company the next week, Andrew Kelleher.